Taking a critical look at the gaming news of the week. This is Augmented Reality. You are watching my favorite channel. I've not heard of them. The Triple S League. Enjoy, guys. Could there be a more poignant picture of what's wrong with modern corporations who want to be you know, politically and socially invested and, and appeal to uh, special interest, interest groups instead of actually making good products? Here, let's, uh, let's, let's fight racism by engaging actively in racism. That's what you're looking at right here on the screen. This is this is Blizzard Entertainment's diversity space method for making sure they've got enough diversity in their characters that they create for their games. And uh, I mean, let's forget about let's forget about actually making quality games. Let's let's forget about actually making interesting characters. Let's forget about the people who are actually giving us money to uh, you know to to actually buy quality products. Let's forget about these the. Uh, quality of life of our employees this this is what's important they spent six years on this six years developing this tool and it has been universally panned like there there are there are rare occasions where like everyone from left to right all across the political spectrum agree on stuff it doesn't happen often this this is one of those miracle moments that has united i was i just gave Sigh all kinds of crap for bumping his microphone, and I just whacked my desk. Sorry about that. Um, this is one of those 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 golden moments where everyone across the uh, political spectrum is united in telling Blizzard that this is shit. Anyway, yeah, what, like welcome. Trauma says in the comments, "R slash cringetopia." Absolutely. <laughs> welcome to augmented reality. You'll notice that you know from the top. You know, it I, it kind of looks like the, the diagram on the left here kind of looks like a garbage can and one of those those old video games where they had limited polygons. So all the circle stuff is ac actually angular. Uh, it looks like like you're looking down into a garbage can uh, because that's where it belongs. Welcome to Augmented Reality. As I said, uh, your source for news, leaks, insights and poignant social criticism about games and uh, the gaming industry as is the case with this particular topic. My name is Ash. I am here with Moontag, whose voice you just heard, and Saib is also there somewhere, floating in the Hello. ether. And we have our live audience on Discord. If you want to be part of the live audience and talk to us while we are recording these live on Tuesday nights, uh, you can do that by joining our Discord and Gilded servers. Find the links to those in the description below. And if you are listening, you know, to the pre to the post post-produced podcast on our YouTube channel or any of the audio platforms that this goes out to. We welcome you as well. Please slam the like buttons and follow buttons and all the things you can find. And also check out our main channel, uh, the Triple S League on YouTube, where we have lots of game guides, reviews, comedy stuff, and, and lots of other stuff. And, you know, all gaming related. So, and we have great communities on Gilded and Discord. Okay, I think I have, I think I've about covered it. So, so let's talk about this thing, shall we? So, uh, on May 12th, we should, we should, we should mention that we're talking about this instead of some of the other interesting news bits that have come out today, um, which I'll mention now just for the sake of like piquing your interest, cause we might end up referencing them later on. Uh, one is, oh yeah, by the way, the whole, uh, UFO thing is out essentially today in the United States Congress. Yeah. Being this live streamed. Is this is with with everything 
I mean, I heard there's like a, a, a baby formula shortage or something. Yeah. There's, uh, there's a, but that's, that's, I mean, let's forget about that. Like UFOs. Yeah. This is, this is what's important, important right? Important stuff. Well, I mean, some of these UFOs, like, so there's new footage being put out. You'll, you'll see some of it today. Um, if you see my smiling, wink-eating face in one of the windows, that's just a coincidence. Don't, don't, that's absolutely a coincidence. Don't worry about it. Um, and then also today, uh, Netflix just fired like 150 people and um, oh, really? canceled like a whole bunch of shows that most people would call somewhat... Um, not something that everybody could just sit around and happily watch and go, that was some great entertainment. Yeah, so they canceled a whole bunch of that and they're they're putting out stuff. They're they're saying that they're gonna do it and they seem to be following through with what they're doing. So interesting. Kudos to them. Uh but yeah, now uh and then also there's this hilarious trial going on, which if you're watching people watch it, that's the way I would have advised to watch it. If you're just watching it, like the live, just the straight up live stream, no commentary by anybody else, it, it, it's kind of sad, right? But it's hilarious if you're watching it with like a ton of other people or a streamer commenting on it, then suddenly it gets really funny. You're, really yeah, quickly. you're talking about uh, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So those those stories aside, uh, we might reference some of them. Um, feel free to to add comments, give us your opinion on those because they are sort of important things, and yep. we'd love to uh, we'd love to get to know like more stuff, right? Well, so yeah, uh, interesting, fun. You know, we had an interesting discussion concept, right before yeah. right before the, the we started on the podcast where where uh, Moon was explaining why the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial is actually important and why i should care about it and uh so yeah that was that was very interesting because I, I hadn't looked at it like that before because i i was just kind of like oh rich people and rich people problems but it has more far-reaching implications than that uh so yeah that's the kind of conversation that uh, you know you could be a part of if you join our discord and gilded servers and join us for the live recording of this podcast getting back to our tops our first story i don't i i i, I don't want to call it our top story because this i hate covering this crap but mm-hmm. whatever we have to talk about this because this is a disaster and not only is it a point and laugh at blizzard kind of thing this just really highlights a lot of the problems with uh i got with, I got with r- blizzard with, with with corporations corporate corporate virtue signaling and just i don't know i feel like this points points to just a, a huge cultural disconnect between the elites of our society, the, the 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 rich people who run these corporations, and the the average everyday people, some of whom work for these corporations, and are also disgusted by this, like I said, across the political spectrum. So, uh, you have some thoughts, and then I'll I'll just kind of read this article and summarize what's been going on with this. But yeah, go ahead. I thought one of you was going to speak. For only some of you. Uh, especially yeah. not you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah. Le- le- so, so, yeah, uh, let me just read this and then we'll then we'll rip it apart. So um, on May 12th, Activision Blizzard Newsroom published a blog post titled King's Diversity Space Tool, A Leap Forward for Inclusion in Gaming, which already makes me want to puke. Just that title. 
Um, it explained that King, the Candy Crush developer acquired by Activision Blizzard in 2016, I didn't even make put this connection bef- together, but like, uh, um, King is famous for Candy Crush, and they're the ones they're the ones developing this this uh, this diversity space tool. I mean, uh, they have well, a lot they of- have so much time left over now since you know they basically made a thing that sustains itself. Yeah. And, and as we know, you know, the candies that you're you're crushing, the, the, they contain so many examples of diversity. They, they've got, the they were the right, racism. Yeah, they, they, they were the, they were the right choice for this, for sure. Anyway, whatever. So this software called the Diversity Space Tool was demonstrated with radar graphs showing breakdowns of attributes of characters from Overwatch, in particular Anna who was apparently given scores of 7 out of 10 for culture, race, and age, but 0 for body type and sexual orientation. Okay. So, we, what we've got going on here is literally assigning numbers and ranks to people's race, culture, orientations, gender, and, and denoting body which types. Of those are- denoting which of those are more important and and better than the other ones you know because that's not the pure and most simplified definition of racism you could possibly get oh wait yeah it's disgusting i'm wrong that is the actual literal purest definition of racism there is and hating somebody, or not not necessarily hating somebody, but downranking someone based off of certain immutable characteristics. And again, uh, for those of you who listen to the Maximum News show, um, I did go into it a lot. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to repeat <laughs> any of the, the. I'm not going to repeat any of the the direct rants that I made there because please go listen to that show. Um, Maximum news right here on Triple S Podcasts on the YouTube yeah. channel. It's not up on the audio platforms yet. Um, we are working to get it to that point where I, I can put those up on the audio platforms. However, I do need to sleep at least a couple hours a night. So, uh, it you know, unfortunately, that hasn't happened yet. But you're absolutely right. So, if we just look at this example. So, this character, Anna, is uh, Arab. That's that's her race, and then uh, Egyptian culture, and both of those both of those are given a rank of seven. Now, the way these ranks work is the higher the rank, the more it deviates from the typical uh, the stereotypical video game protagonist archetype, which is of course straight, white, male, cisgendered, able-bodied, and you know all of that. Um, you know, like so. This is part- you know, like 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 guts. You know, like guts from uh, um, from Berserker. You know, he, you know, he he's just he just fits that entirely. Oh wait, wait, no, no, he doesn't. He doesn't fit almost any of those categories. Mm. Actually, well, in see, fact, that's all a- of those, he has a significant difference that's notable in the series. Yet by their uh, by, if I was just drawing this from uh, an outside perspective, he might might get one point for like race maybe and that's a big maybe so this is absolutely terrible well i see a few problems with it one i uh, by by defining all of these things or by defining diversity as how much it deviates from the norm you are by the virtue of the fact that you're doing that 
you are reinforcing that norm. Secondly, how do you rank a race on a scale like this? If Arab is a seven, as we see on this graphic here, okay. uh, What's number six? What's number five? What's number nine? And how do you decide? I thought all races were created equal. At least that's what I believe in. Uh, But apparently, Blizzard doesn't. Uh, A lot of people don't. I don't know why people think that focusing on more, like, even when you more focus, focus on, group, on these on these attributes is going to make people. Like, there's nothing wrong with celebrating your 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 difference and your and your celebrating the the things that you can be that is different. That's clearly a good thing. Mm-hmm. But when you start to judge other people based off of that, that's where the problem is. We we have no problem. We actually have. I would say I would say that that for the people that we've had working with us on this channel for the past like few years, we have more diversity than most people have in uh, in certain um, you know in, in in the places where these people often scream the most about this kind of stuff. Um, you know, big gigantic offices in downtown New York, that kind of thing. We have probably way more diversity than they do. So diversity is not a bad thing. It's when you start scoring people on their diversity, saying, "Oh, you get a gold ribbon because you're, you know what, you're you're just born better. You don't get a reward because you were born bad." That's that's what we're upset about. That's what we're annoyed about. That's what's that's what is egregiously wrong with this, is that they're that they are valuing people based off of things that they can't change. It's it's literally a judgment of how acceptable a character is based on how much they deviate from some arbitrary standard. It, and and that's just disgusting. We've got facial features and beauty on here. Uh, can't have a can't have beautiful character. They they just spell it out here. They're just saying the quiet part out loud. They're not even hiding it anymore. We, you can't have a beautiful character or a traditionally beautiful character. Uh, you look at her, uh, she, she scores a one on that because she is slightly aged. So they're saying, oh, well, it's because she's not young and beautiful. That, that's why she gets the one point. If she was old and hideous and ugly, she'd get, a, she'd get a 10. And I'd like to remind everybody about a game that featured a whole bunch of people who would score really high on a lot of these, you know. Um, it, was called, uh, it was called Lawbreakers. It had some um, some horrendously ugly, disfigured people who were definitely not what you would call stereotypical people that people wanted to play as or look at or even be in the same generalized vicinity of. They were nasty, gross, disgusting, and not not stylized in the way of like, <clears throat> you know, this is a horror game. Yeah, it was a prison game, but people didn't click with the characters despite the fact that the gameplay was pretty solid the the general characters the general experience the general like thing that was being offered as far as the connection with the players and the npcs and the player characters within the game was oh my god this is gross that was the thing and congratulations you know to to uh the people who created that and now the people who created this do you really think this is what people want? Like, you know, okay, so diversity. Well, here's a noble idea. I brought this up on the show on uh, on on the weekend. 
why don't these companies start investing in the the ability for players to start creating their own characters and bringing their own characters into the story of these games giving them giving the players the largest tool for for um player creation ever devised you could create somebody who's as small as uh as as a raccoon or as big as a gigantic uh, um roadhog i think is the character from the game is called this gigantically fat monstrosity it's like yeah how about you guys do that no you don't want to do that oh instead you want to invest in telling people what they think should be good because you came up with the with the this new list that's what's going on you you a bunch of people in offices with some fancy degrees from you know that that represents 13% of the population in in any given country go to college so what are these people doing representing the majority they're not they're representing a very minor very small minority again how about you guys give the power to the players how about you how okay you can't create a, a tool like that you know for this game all right fine how about instead of creating this list you send a letter to every player who plays and says describe your favorite character come up with a create character creation story here's a here's a bunch of like art assets and baseline tools for you to mix and match on this website and you can kind of come up with a generalized character idea and you can then write the story and submit that and we'll take the the top like the top 30 or 40 best ones and we'll we'll start to spin those into characters hey oh that that'll backfire that'll backfire so fast though because it won't it won't it won't fit their uh their preconceived notions boat but but it would if you allowed a public vote on it then it would get pretty clear pretty quickly what was going on yeah and they'll turn around and call their community racist that's what they'll do well, no, I think I think you'll end up getting like guts and Iron Man and stuff like that. But you, you obviously have to, you know, weed out those ones. What, what I'm saying is, like your your player base might skew in certain directions, uh, especially depending on the game. Well, it, again, they're skewing the the characters in certain directions with these tools. If if a company wants to go that way about you know of actually you know giving power to their community at, when they're coming up with their roster of characters, fine, they can do that. Sometimes you do just create a preset set of characters like they have with like they have with overwatch i don't think that's a problem the problem is that they're trying to uh numerically rate all of these all of these characteristics and there's other things you could add and there's some you could take away or some some that people maybe don't think should be on here and like it's it's they're trying to make this some kind of a scientific thing instead of just making good characters why do I love Laura Croft from the new Tomb Raider games? Is it because she checks some diversity boxes? Well, actually, she would rate very poorly on this. So I'm pretty sure she's just she's just a straight white female. Um, that was that was in quotes. I'm being I'm being sarcastic. No, I love Laura Croft. It has nothing to do with the fact that she's a. I mean, it does have to do with the fact that she's a female protagonist. But I like her because she is an interesting, well-rounded. No pun intended. Um, well-developed character. Oh, wow. Everything I'm saying sounds wrong. <laughs> when I'm talking about Laura Croft being well-rounded. But uh, you, really? you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. She's a good character. Okay? She wasn't just eye candy. 
the the relationships she has with other characters were were built very well. The sad thing about all of this is it's not actually measuring diversity anyway. Uh, it, no, because it, it's, it's, a it's just measuring. Of yeah, well, it, if you wanted to truly measure diversity, you'd have to you'd, your chart would have to reflect, uh, you know, your distribution of the number of different uh, types mm -hmm. of people on each of these scales that you have. Instead, all it's doing is measuring deviation from the uh, presumed norm, which again, I'll reemphasize, only serves to to reinforce that stereotypical norm. So, shot yourself in the foot much? I'm gonna give Moon the final word on this topic. Please stop. Please just make games. Stop with this nonsense. Stop it. Yeah, make good characters. You can have your character form just a gi gigantic polygon on this spider graph, and they can just be a terrible character. You notice personality's not on here, or you know, morality, or hobbies. Ho you know, yeah. What what is the person interested in? Skills. What do they think about things? You know, do they have good relationships with people, or are they kind of antisocial? The kind of Does stuff it matter that if you're in a battle royale. Well, I suppose not, but they're, you know, they, they, they want us to care that they want us to care about Diva's sexual orientation. But, you know, I'm more interested in her opinions on the issues of the day. If we're going to dive deeper into the character. One final point on this, uh, the some Blizzard employees have spoken out and pointed out that, uh, yeah, they didn't actually use this when developing uh, the characters for Overwatch 2 or Overwatch or anything. So, uh, yeah, but I, but I doubt that because they, the way that they talked about having sent it around to... And this is, this is another thing. I, I think it was Asmongold made this, this point. They said, oh, we sent it around to all the departments and all the departments came back with glowing reviews saying that it was the most well, wonderful tool they'd ever had. They, they said that I specifically think. for, uh, uh, where did they put that glowing? Where's that word in here? Glowing review. Yes. You know why they said that? You know why all the departments said that? Because if they didn't say that, they would be fired. They would be taken out into the barn and... Oh, no, you're, you're right. The Overwatch 2... So the, the initial post from Blizzard said, the Overwatch 2 team at Blizzard has also had a chance to experiment with the tool with equally enthusiastic first impressions. That's what Blizzard said. But then you have Overwatch character artist Melissa Kelly, who said, uh, God, I swear, our own company tries so hard to slaughter any goodwill the actual devs who make the game have built. And Overwatch doesn't even use this creepy dystopian chart. Our writers have eyes. The artists have eyes. Producers, directors, etc. As far as I know, also, we we all have eyes. And then she was fired for, you know, uh, not being diverse enough on the, uh, on the physical ability scale. Is that... Uh, yeah, as you see Anna here, she, she scores a four on a physical ability scale because she only has one eye. So, I mean, how big it is... No, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, the, the <laughs> that last part was a joke. Everything after the quote from Melissa Kelly uh, was me being a snarky and clever with my humor, as always. Anyway, enough of this garbage. So, you are listening to the Augmented Reality Podcast, where you get the raw, the uncut, 
That's a lie. Uh, I edited that previous segment because <laughs> it got a little spicy. Uh, and we just, you know, we have to be, uh, we have to be, we have to play the YouTube game a little bit. Unfortunately, we hate having to do it, but, but we have to, un- sadly. By the way, for those of you out there who are our supporters, if you hate Patreon, or if you are not a supporter because you don't like Patreon, we've got a new option coming this week, probably starting, actually might be up and active by the time this, uh, this podcast goes live on, on Wednesday. And that is Gilded Subscriptions. On our Gilded server, it, Gilded has a built-in option with a you know, Patreon-like support feature. And we have had requests from people on our Discord server who chose not to boost us on Discord anymore because they didn't want to support Discord's authoritarian ways. And they asked us to set this up on Gilded, and so we have. And so that's going to be, if it's not live, if it's not active by the time... This podcast goes out, goes live on Wednesday. It will be active very soon. So this week, sometime, and I'll announce it when it is. Uh, so we just want to give you another option for those of you who, you know, want to want to uh, offer your support, but don't necessarily want to support uh, Patreon or, or certain other platforms. There's another option for you. So we've talked about that for so long that I can't even remember what, what else we're going to talk about. Oh, right. So uh, Konami and Silent Hill. Saib, you had some some things you wanted to talk about with regard to this. Yeah, so, so we, uh, we Konami's Silent some... Hill plans. This, uh, this headline from Video Games Chronicle uh, could include a remake, full sequel, and episodic stories. Bloober Team is apparently working on a revival of the horror franchise. Uh, now, I've... I'm not sure if this has been 100% confirmed. No, it is Bloober not. Team has definitely not, but uh, this article says Bloober Team is one developer understood to be working on a revival of the horror franchise, but I think this is still in rumor state. Yes, it is. Okay. Again, we, we talked a lot about this stuff on the Maximum News show. Um, we covered extensively the, the rumors around the, this. The thing that is new is that it's a that there's rumored to be a remake in the pro in in process uh that's okay. the thing that's more or less new um everything else about them you know the you know a new game uh, some stuff being done things being worked on um it's not directly you know Kuna, uh, uh, konami is overseeing most of the stuff they're not directly involved so that is actually um a point of hope for this series because uh konami has completely fallen apart as far as a a studio that makes actual content they have been making pachinko machines and harvesting the uh the tears of of the of the dead and dying uh for the last few uh few uh years um you know i'm being facetious obviously need to point that out um yeah so they they are they've been in talks to do this but the 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 rumors about a remake remake like remaking the original series um not just like you know doing a remaster or or something like that but actually rewriting parts of the story and changing things um i i have a fair number of contacts over there and it is it is currently believed it's not it's not this is not a um this is an opinion by a lot of people 
that Konami is seeking to essentially erase Kojima's influence at the, on the games that he loved so dearly, and that they are wishing to reboot and not uh, to reboot and remake the series, removing things that were definitely his design and and doing everything new, uh, whilst at the same time um, pissing away at Kojima because they hate him that much that that instead of continuing a very successful series that has probably the best amount of success you could possibly get in that that franchise and instead of carrying on the story carrying on the story uh sorry the 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 series carrying on the the, the story and the series what they're doing is they're laying the groundwork to remove everything that Kojima had influence on. That is really messed up. That is, that is yeah. really messed up. You must have a lot of, you must have so much hate in your heart for, a, for an individual that, that is already cut off from everything that, that they created that you'd be willing to roll the dice on restarting everything just to see his name removed from any form of credit. Wow. That's low. If it's true, it's an opinion by a couple of people that I contacted. It's been an opinion that they've had for a while. This is not based off of new information. Um, this is what they, they've believed for a very long time. And People believe that the that the last Metal Gear Solid game, which was a, a zombie survival game, which was absolutely atrociously bad, was made that bad on purpose to sully the name of Metal Gear so that people would 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 walk away from the series and curse the creator's name, even though the creator had nothing to do with that. Wow. That is that is what uh, uh, um and and that particular opinion is actually pretty common there's a couple of um of uh there's a couple of videos that have been around for a very long time in public places of kojima um and and a lot of his loyal friends who left with him from konami and joined his new studio a lot of them reacting to that game playing the game live and reacting to it and saying things like they did this to ruin his reputation. They did this to ruin the thing that he loved most at the former studio, which was his work. They did this to destroy his work, to, to make uh, people who are not educated on, on what's going on and what was happening, to make them go, wow, he's just a terrible sellout. And I tend to agree with them. I, I, think, that was the, I think that was the purpose. I don't think, I don't think Konami ever had um my humble opinion i don't think konami ever had a desire to release a successful game on that i think they did it to ruin his reputation uh to spoil his ability to try and find work um and to mock him and to take his work and turn it into a zombie a half lifeless shell of something that is despised that's an expensive vendetta yeah, that's I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it's an expensive vendetta. Anything more to say about the the specific projects that are in development? Uh, I we have... I hope that they're good. 
I really honestly do. I hope that they're good. I hope that the development studios that they've brought in to help uh, develop these has gotten a good enough contract that they can make the game that they feel does the best. And I, I really hope that that's the case. I hope that they're not filled with hatred towards a person because they were successful and people love them more than they loved a company. I, I, I really, really hope that's the case for all the people who really love these series, who truly love these series, who truly go out of their way to make these series work, to make this stuff function. I, I really hope, fingers crossed, hand on heart, that they get exactly what they want and what they deserve because nobody deserves to, to watch a thing that they love burn because of somebody else's hatred. Okay. So, fingers crossed. In on the uh, topic of hoping for the future and positive things, let's talk about the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase. I guess it's just called the Xbox Games Showcase, but uh, Bethesda. Yeah, just the Xbox. Well, it, it, Bethesda is definitely it's, heavily it's, highlighted. It's refer- no, it's 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 new reference name uh, as far as most like material that microsoft putting is putting out is the microsoft bethesda showcase yeah okay so and they, by the way they're really emphasizing the way, that they own bethesda the stuff yep by the way i have it on very good authority that going forward they will continue to name themselves the bethesda uh sorry the the xbox bethesda stuff they they really are keeping that bethesda name in there because they believe that it it is um it's part of the deal i think that they worked out but also part of honoring the fact that that these people are still individuals they can still create art as they see fit and i have this on very good authority after the um the merger with activision the name will not change they're not going to start calling it. They're not going to start calling it the Xbox Activision Showcase. No, I have it on very good authority that um, a certain Activision does not deserve to share the name, despite the fact that they're a bigger acquisition. That we will not be seeing the the word Activision tied to Blizzard very much in the future. That it will be one thing that is very quickly retired. Now, the Blizzard name, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Huh. It's interesting, but we'll see. All right. That's, that's what I'm hearing. Again, take it with a grain of salt. I wouldn't doubt that at all. All right. What do we want to talk about about the the lineups and what we can expect to see? You sent me this um, article from Altcar. Uh, yes, but we talked about that, and and I, I don't think it's good to name too many names as far as like content stuff like that, um, because we've been hearing more and more that every single studio has something for Microsoft to show. That I I don't know how much of that means shippable products. Clearly, that's dropped by two in the last few days. Oh yeah, sadly. <clears throat> yes, I I mean I doubt. But, Unfortunately, I mean, I'm hoping at least one of the Bethesda studios has something that's going to be releasing, if not like the day of, shortly yeah, after. 
Right. Um, that's that's a hope I have. We know it's, of course, not going to be Starfield or Redfall, which which have been uh, delayed into 2023 now. But we will likely see a lot of info about them at this showcase. But yes, there should be... If, if every Xbox studio is bringing something, I have to feel like something is going to be released, like, day of. They're going to give us something. I would... I, I You know... Like here, oh, no, you no. can play this today. Have fun. I, th- I think that would garner a lot of goodwill, and it would just be really good if they did that. It would be a nice change of pace. And I just happened to scroll uh, to where this article talks about Fable. So let's talk about Fable. So uh, there was some there was some concern this week. Let's let's put it at when this job listing for Playground Games, which is the studio that is developing Fable, said that uh, it was looking for uh, a senior rendering specialist to become a part of the team in the early stages of development who will have a rare opportunity to shape the technology used to build a large-scale AAA title. And this was uh, very concerning for a lot of people who read that as, crap, you know, this game is not going to be out for five or six years yet because it's in early development. Now, in reality, Saib, you told me that the game's been uh, in actually in development since 2019, and that exact wording was used in 2019 when they were so looking that, to hire that, somebody. And also, so we don't we don't know how long the game has been in active development. Nobody knows that. Nobody's come out to say that one way or the other. Um, we know that it has been in development at, by at least. 2019 if not sooner right um and that we know that at the very least this ad was put or that, that this so this ad was put out in 2019 um when you take away the the info that they're giving about the actual job like the like the hiring for such and such a position when you take that away both texts are actually identical yeah, yeah. They, they are they are copy pasted. So it looks like they, they just copied... copied the text from from like a three year yes. old job listing and pasted it in this new job listing. And they have since, probably due to the uh, the exposure, you know, the people yeah. talking about it, they've since changed this. They took out the part about it, you know, joining the team for the early stages of development. And it just, mm. you know, so they took that part out probably very you know so basically the bottom line is no we don't have to worry about this game just it's it's not like starting most, most this likely year. yes you know most likely now there, there of course there's a possibility that the game has been in early development for you know ever since 2018 and that the game continues to be in early development that is also still a, a possibility but I don't think that it's the logical possibility. I don't think it's the I don't think it's the actual possibility that makes the most sense. I believe personally that the game is a lot further along um than than this indicates because it is a copy and paste. Uh we're probably looking at um it it entering its fourth year or even fifth year of development sometime soon. Um and that Playground is actually a competent uh game studio has been for a long time, did not need to hire a ton of new people. Uh, yes, they have made mostly just racing games beforehand, but racing games are not the 
racing games are not the only uh it's not like race uh, creating a racing game is not the the same thing as you know playing somebody playing with uh with play-doh you know as, as you know as a novice and then comparing you know an rpg to the great uh works of of michelangelo that nothing is further from the truth there's a lot of racing games that require on very top tier talent in order to get out the door and playgrounds always made decent games really good games and by by most people's uh, uh perception they've made you know amazing games could it be that most of their studio was already willing and happy to to move over to to the fable contra- to the fable game and that they perhaps have been working on stuff for a very long time i can tell you that i know several developers who work for major studios who moonlight on games that are nothing like what their company makes and that's very that's pretty normal because if you like creating things and you're an artistic person you have to have a constant outlet for that artistic level and so yeah i would look at this i would say i would say there's that there's nothing that we can glean from this um on a precise level we can look at both of these things and say Looks like we may or may not be getting a huge info dump about Fable. And it may or may not be coming out this year. <clears throat> it may be two years from now. Maybe announced as the fall surprise that everybody seems to be having been hinted at. For uh, you know, Microsoft has been hinting at that there, that there still is a surprise coming. Um, we have, however, received some news that that surprise for the showcase may actually just be a remake or a remaster rather not a remake a remaster of the gears games that would be a little disappointing Hmm. not that the gears games are terrible but that if that's the big surprise as far as a triple a release this year i i I think that's going to come off as a little weak i think that's going to come off as a little weak um and i'm and i am genuinely worried about xboxes generally as far as like what it means for them for this year do i think they have a long-term winning strategy i actually do i think they've got a lot of really great games coming up and i don't think that we've seen the last of the buyouts and i think that there is um there's a lot of better content on the way i think that uh that we will see you know stuff but am i convinced that we're going to see that this year no no i'm i'm generally getting worried that they may only have one or two releases this year as far as something major and that the bulk of their games is going to be coming late next year which would suck that would suck a lot that would be unfortunate hopefully there's i mean if they can if they can pull something really one or two really good releases this year i think that would at least get some momentum going and if there's one thing that they need right now i think that that um the people's enthusiasm in general for triple a games is just it's in the garbage can right now it's just tanked um are the showcases over the past few years what's been released everything's been a huge disappointment and I think if if they want to uh, start, you know, even garnering some excitement for some of their releases that are coming next year, I think they they've got to deliver something this year. In my opinion, they've got to deliver some something of 
you know, the quality that people want and expect, that your core gamers want and expect. And if they don't do that, if it's just another disappointing showcase, that's really that's really going to put a damper on I think anybody's enthusiasm for the upcoming Bethesda's game Bethesda games and and various things. Now, that I could just be kind of speaking for myself and not for anyone else, but that's a kind of the general impression that I get is is everyone is saying you know, I'll believe it when I see it. You know. There's uh, comments from Trauma in the chat here. Speaking of AAA, there was an economist who pointed out how financial dominance lasts for about 10 years and many of these franchises have reached a 10-year peak. Well, we are potentially seeing that with um with but it's been it's been more than 10 years for Halo. Um but that I I believe that if a franchise is constantly like readjusting itself, there are, there are stars who were stars for their entire life. Yes. So I wouldn't necessarily assume or go out on a limb and say, Oh yeah, they're all, you know, they're all doomed to, to die exactly 10 years. There are some franchises that are in major trouble for sure. hundred percent. We have some, there are some companies out there that, that really need to start rethinking their their internalized stupidity. Does one because... of them start with a B and end with a lizard? There's a lot of companies that need to adjust immediately and apologize or do something. And again, we we have some stuff starting to show up, starting to improve starting to break new ground we have that is on the list of things that is gradually changing gradually improving and starting to um starting to alter itself and yeah that's great it's really that's really great but there's you know when something dies it creates new space so you know and and unfortunately Maybe some things need to die so that people learn a lesson about oh, I trying think to, you know, trying to force something to do something. There are a lot of publishers and 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 absolutely right, trauma. big developers right now, big corporatized developers that I really think should. It would just be nice if they stepped aside for someone for for you know fresh uh newer fresher creators honestly Mm -hmm. in that space and i've said before too um that usually when a thing gets really really big it tends to run away on its own right and so like maybe it's kind of like the fate or like very typical of like large I don't know, large companies, I guess we can say, where things will get derailed, whether it's by people leading or a certain percentage of a department or something. But that's just something we need to be mindful of. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up the show for tonight. So uh, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us today. Those of you who joined us live, the live recording on Discord, we really appreciate having you here. Hearing your, your 
discussion in the live chat. Those of you listening uh, when this goes live at the normal release time, appreciate all of you as well, whether you're listening on YouTube with uh, the accompanying visuals or on the audio platforms. Really appreciate all of you. Find links to all of the Triple S League stuff in the description wherever you find this podcast. My name is Ash. On behalf of Saib and Moontag, uh, thanks so much for listening today. We'll be back here next week at the same time with another edition of the Triple... Uh, well, of the <laughs> Augmented Reality Podcast on Triple S Podcasts. And of course, subscribe and listen for Maximum News uh, right here on this same YouTube channel this weekend. Thanks so much, everyone. We'll talk to you again very soon. <laughs>